listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hello, everybody. The Splash Zone Woo! is back in 2020. 2020. Happy Can you believe New it? Year. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I am so excited to spend another year together as a Splash community. I just found out from one of our producers, Matt, that we're in Australia, we're in Germany, Germany. Canada, (laughs) and we just want to do a shout out and also let you know that our prayers are with yes, Australia. Australia. This has been the fires crazy. There, yeah. And we have so many cool GoFundMe um, things out there. And it, please, listeners, get involved. That's like no joke. We know about fires yes, here in do. Southern here California, in California. And that one is a hundred times worse. Yes. So, but I just want to say thank you to our listeners in these other countries. And um, we are just getting refreshed and rejuvenated <laughs> ourselves. But I wanted to take a moment And remind you about something. Do you remember 20 years ago, (laughs) the big hysteria around the Y2K? It was like the 2000 bug, millennial bug, they called it. And that everyone was afraid that... In the 19- earth was going to Yeah, end. this was it. This it was, was it. it. And everyone was going absolutely ballistic. Yep. Um, I mean, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> it was nuts. I mean, our neighbors were buying generators, stocking up for water like it was the apocalypse. You know, yep. it was... And then it, the ball drops, right? <laughs> it drops. Yep. Ten, nine. <laughs> and nothing happened. Nothing. And I mean, for those young people listening, Right now, I'm sorry, you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. But they truly believe that at the stroke of midnight um, in the U2000, um, computers would shut down, potentially causing problems with utilities, banks, hospitals, everything. And everyone was freaking out. My pops bought a generator. Food. I mean, if you could have fought it, I know. Remember the package? The Costco. Of yeah. All the food people started <laughs> Water, everything. Some $300 million was spent for programmers Mm. to come up with a fix to stop this glitch from happening. And it never happened. Right. The sad and scary thing is, is that for most of us entertaining this new year, we have already slipped into the Y2K mentality. I know. I mean, it can really happen. about glitches and problems. It can happen. It can happen. I mean, with all of our technology, everything, the the grid. Right. I mean, have you seen those pictures of, you know, everything going out right. in the country? There's no lights. There, the, the, there's no trains anymore. There's no, be- you can't get no, to your, the cars are your financial. Everything's electronic, right? Everything. Yeah. Even our phones. Can you imagine? We can't get on our phone, which has our emails, our texting, right. communication, to right. any and everything. It can happen. And what's crazy to me is we are so worried about this, Mm -hmm. yet the Bible teaches that the Lord could return at any moment. And that doesn't worry us. I know. Are you ready for the return of Christ? Or do you go, I got it. I'm good. I, I, I got my cell phone. I feel like people, if they had to pick... This is just my thoughts. Okay, guys, I'm sharing a splash right now. Um, An atomic bomb or our grid goes out and you have no internet, cell phone, car, 
that you'd pick the atomic bomb because at least I'm dead and in heaven. But if I don't have my phone, my computer, my internet, my car doesn't drive because my car's all electronic, mm-hmm. the banks, I mean, what? That would suck. Like, why mm-hmm. be here? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I It's very interesting to think about. Right. In the new year. That's right. Yeah. So I personally just want to get this on the record. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I don't either. Because it's I just a to. big fail for me. Yeah, I did it a couple of times and it just, I never, I never followed through. Yeah. I realized I wasn't a woman of my word when I. To yourself. To myself. Right. That I was going to do something and within a couple of days, okay, it's over, done. I can't do this. Yeah, I don't even get through January. <laughs> but if I had made a resolution to you mm-hmm. and I said, the first Wednesday of every month, I'm going to show yep. up and we're going to do this. I wouldn't I would miss be, one. And I would be accountable. What is that about? I don't know. Why can't I? I mean, I would be done. People would call me a woman of my word, for sure, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. know me. Shalene said she's going to be yep. there. She'll be there. Yep. If she says she's going to do it, she'll do it. So why but if don't she says we to herself, do it to yourself? <laughs> I'm just a liar. Uh, uh, what you know, is that? Yeah. I don't know. And I want to get mm. to that this year. Okay. Um, Brooke, my daughter, you guys know her, um, gave my husband and I a book this Christmas. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. It It's unbelievable. I, I went, I'm already done with the book. Mm. And I didn't realize... I know I'm a go, 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 get yeah, you it done. Are. You're a go, go. Um, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because I believe life's a vapor. If I'm mm-hmm. still here, God's mm-hmm. not done with me, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that the relentless elimination of hurry, this ruthless elimination, that hurry is something that can actually transform your soul. That I'm not in a race. And this book really addresses that fast means good and slow means bad. Mm. And yet Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Follow me. He doesn't say run with me. Mm -hmm. He took people by the hand and he walked with people. Mm -hmm. I'm like a speed walker even. Like people we walk (laughs) with me. You're always ahead of me. And they're like, Shaleen, (laughs) slow down, you know. Slow down. (laughs) I need a leash. Yeah, exactly. And I just like slow down and actually develop this spiritual discipline of eliminating hurry. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. Brooke had a quote that I wrote. um, I've come to realize that hurry in our lives is like a raging menace that is hashing and mashing at the sweet substance of our soul. When my daughter finished this book, she said, Mom, you've got to read this. I got this for you and Dad. It destroys our peace, our focus, our health. It really does. I'm like, ouch. (laughs) Um, But her quote was, it it hit me. Um, My whole life, like I said, I've just been go, go, go. And so recently I read this book and it starts transforming and renewing my mind mm. about eliminating hurry and kind of what that looks for looks so, like. And I wanted to unpack Yeah, give that. me an example of that. When I got this book from her, John Orberg, 
oh my wrote gosh. the foreword, right? Yeah. So yeah. he actually married us way That's back right. in 1990. Yep. And his... He's a mentor for this author, John Mark Comer, and his main point in the book is rooted in a truth that actually was originated from the theologian Dallas Willard. And if you've never heard about Dallas Willard, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) Google this guy. It's, It's unbelievable. But in the book, something that really pierced my heart was life versus lifestyle. I want that life, but I don't want to adopt the lifestyle it will take. So the author's talking about, he had this mega church in, in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, in seven, It grew a thousand people a year, this pastor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he f- finally goes, I resign. He didn't really resign, but he goes, I'm just going to go back to the downtown Portland church. I'm not going to do seven services or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. And he lives down there with his family, right? Because mm-hmm. he goes, I just was at warp speed doing the mega church thing. And could you be a mega church pastor and not an apprentice of Jesus? Yes. Mm. And he goes, I got into this to teach Jesus. Mm-hmm. And here I am having to go to 501c3, you know, leader of leader of leaders <laughs> meetings. And he goes, I don't want to do those things. Right. I just wanted to, to love Jesus and be an apprentice. Mm-hmm. So at his place downtown, he would see across the street, this apartment where these six people would come out every morning when he was getting his coffee. And they look like Nike models. They had, you know, single digit right. body fat. Right, right. They looked perfect in the runner, Nike right. swoosh. And they would take off like gazelles right, up the street. Right. And he goes, I'm a runner. <laughs> he goes, but their warm up is like as fast as I get, you know? And he goes, I want to be a runner like them. Mm. And then he paused and he said, No, actually, I don't. I think I want to be a runner like them, but I actually don't want to adopt the lifestyle a runner like them would need. Mm. And that just hit me Mm. because I think we want to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. We want a relationship. Mm -hmm. We want to hear him, but we don't really want to adopt the lifestyle that an apprentice of Jesus would lead. Mm. And so it brought me to my face because Mm. I had to start really unpacking myself mentally and emotionally going, Chalene, what are you really worshiping? What life do you want to live? I'm 50. Like I'm on the second side and then some. Yeah, like, I'm a little wh- further along. <laughs> That's right. So what are we actually adopting? Mm. Um, what are we adopting as if I call myself a follower of Jesus, that means I'm not leading. Mm. <laughs> which that's mm. that's <laughs> rare <laughs> yeah yeah uh but i feel like when i first read this i was like what the heck with eliminating hurry like i live in la yeah. you're you know like get it done already or move over you know and that's nothing about the teachings of jesus because you're missing stuff in between right. aren't you yeah yeah it's a frantic effort, right, to fix things um, and even overcome our maybe inadequacies, um, feelings of fear, of shame. It's this 
essence of trying to fix up our life or make our life better or more meaningful as fast as we can. <laughs> it's like, look at the diets today. It comes out in January. 30 days and you'll lose 15 pounds. Find a husband and 60-day fiance on MTV. You can, Fast food. Don't cook it at home and actually know yeah. what's in your meal. Get Go get it fast. Make it Faster, yeah. better, slower, yeah. stupid. Right. It's almost like if someone's slow, it's dumb. And... It's a lie. It is. He talks about John Orberg in the foreword, which I thought was amazing, that the average American touches their cell phone 2,617 times a day. A day. So that's just the average. So I mean, and I thought, could you imagine if we let Christ touch our life Mm. 2,617 times today? how that would transform my schedule, my insecurities, Mm -hmm. my marriage, the way I spend money, the way I eat, the way I exercise, the way I fellowship. So last year for resolutions, I do words now, Mm -hmm. you know, you Mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. So last year, my word that I felt God gave me was listen. Mm. And by the end of the year, I did know that it was listen. I had <laughs> a lot of things to listen to this year and the family, which will come out throughout the this season. But it was powerful that he prepared me to say, I need you to listen mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And then I actually take that word still and bring it into 2020. But I felt like the word that he gave me for this year is health. Hmm. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. um, because I've never tackled them all together. I've always said, oh, yeah, health means your weight, get your weight off, you need to drop 50 pounds. You know, I need a Siberian husky to fall (laughs) off my body. You know, (laughs) what's gonna happen with this? So I realized that you can't everything it starts in the heart mm-hmm. and who I'm following and what I'm worshiping and what I'm giving my time to um, in order to be able to attack this word from a healthy place. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the word health. Mm-hmm. It's how do I approach that word healthy? Mm. Because you could make that, I could make this into a freaking Biggest Loser show and I'll just go, I'm going to win and next year I'll have all the way back on, but I'll win. Give mm-hmm. me the challenge. What mm-hmm. is it? That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy either. There's no quick fix to this. Right. We're on a journey with Jesus and this book, I, I really, you guys need to read this. Um, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry has really shifted my atmosphere because I don't know how the brain works to achieve my goals, mm-hmm. but I've noticed that in order to really make changes in my life, I have to work from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I need to start at the identity level, not at the goal setting level. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a goal, like check that stuff off, check, check, mm-hmm. check, because I can see that and not actually start at the identity level. And I'm in no way saying that goal setting isn't awesome because no, it good. is. It's good to have yeah, goals. Absolutely. But if your identity is attached to the goal and not to the God that you worship, there's going to be a disconnect. You're not going to get out of it what you thought you put into it. And so he, 
he talks about in the book. I mean, do you have a word this year? I haven't got to hear your word oh, yet. Oh, man. Well, I probably had three words, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, toward the end of last year, I had two siblings who became very, very ill. I, and no, no, no. Share those stories. Oh my like, gosh. You guys, this was like within a 30 day period. Yeah. My brother was in critical condition and, uh, yeah, still don't know exactly what happened, but, um, he was, uh, driving and basically went unconscious and, uh, they didn't know what was wrong. And so we were able to get him down to UCLA Medical Center. And he was there. He was uh, kind of in a coma, induced coma. Um, but we didn't know whether he was going to live or not. Right. And um, and then my sister got some kind of a weird infectious disease in her hand. And if you saw it, you would have just no, I did. It, it the was, picture it was, was like, gross, and um, we didn't know if she had that. We don't know flesh-eating yes, skin it disease, like a flesh-eating disease, yeah. and we still don't know what the infection was. And we thought, I mean, she could have lost her hand. Plus, she was also dealing with some other issues, and it just helped me to look at my relationship with both of them and my other siblings, and just realized how much I love them, even though maybe I don't see them as often as I do. It really showed me I love them. I don't want to lose them. And so I think my, and, I, and I'm also trying to draw closer to the Lord in my daily time with him and reading. And I have a book that I'm reading. I was actually gifted the book. It's mm-hmm. called Theology by uh, Tony Evans. And it's theology that you can count on. And I have not put that book down. I'm reading it every morning. And I'm reading it with my husband, which is great, which we don't ever do. But I just felt like the Lord's been leading me to Robert and I reading God's Word and information books together and having conversation and... um, Learning to love more. I think love is my word, and to learn and to listen. Mm. The L words. You got the L words. I this got the year. L words. This love, year. learn. I love that. And listen. And listen. Yeah. Wow. And to draw me closer to the Lord. Mm. See, what's interesting about what you just shared is goals are set in place in order to get something right, mm-hmm. but. Whereas identities, the identity with your husband, mm-hmm. doing some of your identity with God, identities are set in place in order to become something. Mm-hmm. And so in attempts of becoming a becomer, um, we have these words. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be a becomer. I want to become mm-hmm. the girl God created mm-hmm. me right. to be during this time. And learning and listening and loving that journey um, is what's going to be healthy for me. And how are people going to, uh, you know, at that day when we leave this earth, right? what are people going to remember about you? Right. Where was your identity found? Or the what question did you do could to be, get there? for those of us that are still this side of heaven or hell, um, what do you want to be known for? Right. Right. Because do I want to be known for a lover of Jesus? Right. That I just loved him more than anything in the world? Right. 
as the Bible says, more than your mother, your brother, your right. sister, your children, your husband. I yeah. mean, I do. I'm, I'm drawing closer and closer to him this year. I mean, I've already feel it. I'm, I'm so in tune with the Holy Spirit right now. When I'm in prayer, he's the first one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to the Holy Spirit. Mm. I mean, we pray to God. We pray to Jesus. But it's like, you know, Francis's book, The Forgotten God. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to really get in tune with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he's shown me already several miracles. Well, and that's what he's, John Mark Comer is talking about in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, mm-hmm. is protecting the Sabbath. Yeah. That, the Sabbat. Yep, yep. And he actually, because he's a pastor on Sundays and preaches, he actually on Friday night, they have a box and all the kids, his wife, him, put their phone in it, lock it up, and they don't touch it for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And they just, they don't buy anything. They don't, um, they already have gotten the groceries they're going to have. And they have a feast for 24 hours. And Mm -hmm. they take naps. They go for bike rides. They do puzzles. They are gathered around. They They read scripture. He does a thing where he gives them a new vocabulary Mm. word every week Mm. during Sabbath. And each of the kids have to do a sentence using the word, which is super cute. Mm -hmm. But you are undistracted. Mm -hmm. And he talks about in order to start developing this spiritual discipline of eliminating hurry, he goes, do things like get in the slow lane and drive the (laughs) speed limit. Like what? (laughs) Don't speed, don't go under, but just do that. Um, He goes, pick the lane at the market. That's the longest. Mm. Never do that. Mm -mm. Right. Patience. Um, Yes. Just literally learning how to reset and grow that spiritual discipline to walk in step with the Lord. Stop completely at a stop sign. And he's in Portland. So he goes, no California stops. And I'm thinking, he's right. We do that. (laughs) I kind of look and roll. There's no stop. If I stopped in California, the people honk at you behind you. Like there's no stopping here. And yet there's something to this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been really cool to try to put some of these and he even does stuff about personal like never impulse by the speed of that Mm. like take your time does this spark joy for you is this something that you want to buy or opt out and get it later Mm -hmm. like just having this freedom um giving things away Mm -hmm. purging stuff you know you don't we don't need to be on the next show of hoarders um (laughs) Live by a budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, a budget is to our money what a schedule is to our time. Just have a budget. Learn to enjoy things without owning it. Go to the park, coffee shops, Verbo or Airbnb. You don't have to own a home in every state you like to travel. Um, cultivate a deep love for creation. Mm-hmm. It can wake us up to our creator. Mm-hmm. And getting outside okay. is the best way to do that. That's right. But you have to eliminate the hurry to go for a hike because you don't. That's why I love going on the boat on Westlake. Mm -hmm. Pops his little Mm -hmm. condo over Mm -hmm. there. He's got this boat Mm -hmm. and they're all battery. You know, you can't. And it's about two miles around. But when I get on the boat and we take off from the dock at his little house there, I can't can't get off and run it. I can't. I can't. 
and I leave my cell phone on his kitchen island on purpose. And when you first start around the loop, I'm like, where's my phone? Where's my, I'll take a picture. Oh, the, mm-hmm. no, no, just be Shalene. Mm-hmm. Just look out at the creation, the beautiful mountains. Look at the people, listen to the birds, the laughter. There's so much noise in LA and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's noise in all of your lives, you know, but that we don't eliminate hurry to be able to quiet things enough to even hear the soft, quiet voice of God mm. that wants to speak to our inner being that, that goes, I love you. I know you. I have plans for you. Your plans are not my plans. Mm-hmm. Your ways are not my ways. Right. For 2020 or 2021, they're my ways. And there's such a peace in that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because at the end of the book, he circles back around to John Ortberg and I want to quote John on this, but he says, so John, how are you doing? You know, they he's been his mentor for over 10 years and Dallas Willard was John Ortberg's mentor, right? Until oh. Dallas uh, died. Mm-hmm. And John said, and this was so powerful. He said, I hope at this point in my life, I'm just trying to not miss the goodness of each day and to bring my best self to it. Mm. So he's like, how are you? And he goes, at this point in my life, I'm just trying to not miss the goodness of each day Mm -hmm. and to bring my best self Mm. to it. And I felt like that encompassed or embodied is probably Mm. a better word. My word this year of health is it's not an outer appearance thing for me, which it's been every time. Mm -hmm. It's more, how do I bring my best self to the goodness of God's day today? How can I do that? Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you listening, come up with a word maybe. And you know, for me, I mean, there's 20 years difference between us. And so I'm downstream. And I find that as the older I get, the slower things get. And the more time I have to mm. pour into the elimination of hurry. It's, How beautiful. It's, um, it really is lovely. And when I look at you and I look at my kids and you're all going and doing and, and it's wonderful. I did too. Sure. But you miss so much. Right. It's like my son's almost 50. What? Right. Where? This year. Yeah. Where, where did all that time go? Right. I mean, I can go back and look at, you know, some things, but I'm like, wow, did I miss anything mm. during those years? Did I miss doing certain things or uh, teaching them or sharing with them or, you know, and I know I can look throughout my life and see the things that, you know, they did learn certain things from uh, situations, circumstances, whatever, which grew them. And it's really, it's really lovely to be able to have to slow down now. I mean, my mm. body's not as quick and active as it used to be. You get through TSA with me, girlfriend, just fine. <laughs> you know, I have to, she does. She hops on planes for Jesus. And I hope it's, I can keep doing that's that right. for a long You're time. still coming with me. I'm putting you in my luggage if I have to. But what was cool is he said when he felt like he was getting sucked back into the hurry, Yeah, he would do three things. And I want to share that with everyone because I think it's something we all could just memorize mm-hmm. even right now mm-hmm. is he said, slow down, mm-hmm. breathe, right, and come back to the moment. 
the moment that you're in right now. We're so busy trying to look ahead mm-hmm. at what's next. It's true. That it's the bride on her wedding day. Let me just use this example, <laughs> okay? My husband and I will be 30 years married this year, and we did the whole big wedding because he was a pastor and mm-hmm. John Orp, under mm-hmm. John Orberg. So we, back then, you had to invite the whole church. I didn't even know these people, but you had 500 people at your wedding. And... I remember going and doing the taste test for the cake and the taste test of the meals and the taste test of the appetizers and the drinks and everything we were going to have at the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, great. And I want this and this and this and this. And we get to the wedding and it's a whirlwind and we get to the hotel room that night and I'm ordering a cheeseburger from McDonald's because I didn't need anything. (laughs) I was so important at the moment. And yet I didn't slow down, Mm. breathe, and come back to the moment to take a second and say, I'm in the middle of my wedding. I'm going to do this one time in my life. And I haven't even smelled my flowers Mm. that were such a big deal. And I loved my wedding. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know at 21 years old. But To those listening, and if you have a daughter or a son getting married, like, slow down, Mm. breathe, come back to the moment, (laughs) because it will rehydrate your soul. God cares about our souls, Mm -hmm. and that's why he wasn't in a hurry, and it can't be in a hurry when we're coming into worship with God, like, you have a time limit on this. Mm -hmm. He goes, pray without ceasing. If I'm with you at lunch, I don't just stop talking to you because we're at a three-hour lunch. No, we stay and talk and share until we leave. Mm -hmm. And yet Christ is walking alongside. He's with Mm -hmm. us. He's in us. He's alive. And we're not tapping into that. And shame on us. Sitting with the children, reading to them. Right. Interacting with it's them. It's so good. Them. Oh. oh, it's so good. Matter of fact, we're going to be giving away when you share this podcast. I know Ashley, who does our social media, we're going to be giving away a copy of this book, The Ruthless mm. Elimination of Hurry. You're welcome. You're going to love it. Um, I, I'm reading it now mm. for a second time with Bryce because he was given the book too. And I'm excited like what you do with Robert to get a man's perspective mm-hmm. on the whole thing, which mm-hmm. was super cool. Mm-hmm. But that's it for us. We just wanted Woo. to wish you a happy new year. We want to challenge you to maybe get a yeah. word this year. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one yet, that's okay because God already has one ready for you. You just have to ask him what it is. It yep. may come immediately or it might take a while, but find your word, write it in a journal, put it as the background on your phone. It's clinging to the things that we want to become, not the goals that we want to set. Goals get us something. That's so powerful to me is I'm like, I'm not, I'm trying to become an apprentice of Jesus. Mm. So thank you for joining us in the splash zone. Please drop us a line. We love all your letters. We love and I read read all of them. And until next time, happy new year. Happy new year. (laughs) Yes. Splash the new year with a little love and laughter on your coworkers, your family, your marriage, your neighbors, your friends. And until next time, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.